Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. So to Dr. Smith, to the extraordinary faculty here, to proud parents gathered here in the auditorium, and those of you in overflow, especially to the Columbia International University class of 2022, congratulations, you made it. It is a joy for me to be with you today, it truly is. I know you all worked so long and waited so long for this day, but it's here. I know you'll remember it and cherish it for the rest of your lives. You know, I remember my college graduation day just like it was yesterday. You know, the, uh, the pictures make me look kind of young, confident, dark-haired, Okay, thinner, but I have to tell you, my emotions inside were a little bit different. My favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. I think it's the greatest movie of all time. One of my favorite scenes was when Dorothy asked the Wizard of Oz if he had been frightened. And he responded, and I quote, frightened? You are talking to a man who has laughed in the face of death, sneered at the at, sneered at doom and chuckled at catastrophe. I was petrified. <laughs> I mean, the truth is that uh, it was a day of some anxiety for me. But I was standing on a foundation that had been poured in my life in those years in college that wasn't there when I arrived. You see, I came to college quite honestly full of myself. But maybe like some of you, after the extraordinary education and the fellowship and the way that iron sharpens iron at a place like Columbia International University, I left college with, with a full mind and more importantly, a full heart. See, I'd learned so much from the professors and the faculty and the staff and to the class of 22, if you wanna give this faculty one more round of applause before you leave this place. You can do it. But the more important part of my years was that my college years had changed me. See, when I arrived on campus, I met some young people who had uh, just talked to me about being Christians. They had a joy in their life. They had a peace in their life that I really didn't know. I'd been raised in a dedicated church family. It was church on Sunday morning and grace before dinner, but I would lost interest in religion in my high school years. But in that freshman year in my college, I, I met some young people just like people I'm looking at today. I saw something in their eyes that I knew I didn't have. I remember I decided to start going to a Christian fellowship group on campus, and uh, one of the leaders, who's now a pastor in Indianapolis, Indiana, was wearing a nice, fashionable, small cross, and I decided I would go ahead and start wearing a cross. I thought that was what 
Christian people do. I remember I asked him one time if he'd give me the catalog. It was before you had cell phones, you could order anything on the planet. I was going to call a catalog and order a little cross. And I looked at him and I said, "Uh, John, don't forget to get me that catalog. You know, I want to, I'm going to get that cross. I'm going to start wearing that cross. He looked at me and he said, you know, Mike, you got to wear it in your heart before you wear it around your neck. It was like he turned the lights on in the room and he saw, he saw that I was just posing. It was a few weeks later, sitting on a hillside at a Christian music festival in 1978, but it was as though I heard the words for the first time. As the rain was coming down on a dark Saturday night, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever might believe in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. And not just because I agreed with the truth of it, but because my heart was broken with gratitude for what had been done for me on that cross. I stood up, I walked down, I met a young pastor and I prayed a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and it's made all the difference in my life ever since. That's why today is so special to me, to be here at Columbia International University. Because the education you've received here has not just been facts and figures and head knowledge. You've, you've received an education in leadership grounded in faith and truth. It is amazing to think Columbia International University has accomplished in its 99-year history started by a humble woman of faith and six praying ladies who prayed for a Bible school to be built here in Columbia, South Carolina. Because of their faith and the generations that have gone before, today you start a wonderful new adventure. 150 members of the class of 2022 will now join the ranks of some 24,000 alumni serving in 168 countries around the world. Like them, you receive the very best education one can receive in this country. But also, you have been taught to know him and make him known. You've lived by the values that would lead not only to a successful life, but to a life of significance, a life that will leave an imprint on the people you know, the nation you call home, the nations in which you may serve and eternity. But it's an education that you've earned. The seat you're sitting in today is one that you've worked hard for, and I want to acknowledge that. You read the material, you passed the tests, you made the A's, the B's, (laughs) and other grades. You probably pulled a few all-nighters along the way. But now you're ready. You're ready to go. So today is really your day. But it's also a day of celebration. I can attest firsthand 
not just for the 150 Americans who are graduating, but especially for another category of people. We're sitting in the other chairs here and in overflow. They're the people who believed in you, who supported you. You know, the highest title I will ever hold is spelled D-A-D. Although a year ago, I also picked up grandfather for the first time. I mean, the people who were there for you, the parents, the grandparents, family members and loved ones who supported in you, guided you, loved you, and believed in you and prayed you through this experience will count today as one of the best days of their life as well. So can I just ask the class of 22, would you mind just standing up, turning around, and catching the eye of one of those incredible parents and loved ones who helped you be here today? They deserve your thanks. Give them a round of applause, class of 22. Come on. Thank you all. And I want to thank the families for raising women and men of integrity. So today you'll graduate from CIU. You'll join generations of young men and women to step into roles of pastors, teachers, business leaders, ministers, missionaries, even members of the armed forces of the United States. Today you'll join them and change lives and change the world. Those who have stood where you stand today have left this place and become leaders in their communities, leaders in faith, in business, and in public life. And now that legacy is your calling. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much will be required. And graduates, you've been given much. When you leave here, you have a responsibility. And I came here to say, more than anything else, you came here with a responsibility to lead. All of you, without exception, will be leaders, no matter where you go from here. Whether you're shepherding the faithful, revolutionizing industry, leading a family, or helping to lead our nation, you have the same calling of leadership. So I want to share with you just a few thoughts about the same. It's a topic I've thought more than a little about. First off, I love to say if you want to make a difference, be different. I mean, people who have responded to the foundation of faith that you have ought to lead different lives. As Jesus said, the Leaders of this world tend to lord that authority over people. He said, it's not to be like that with you. So decide today, first and foremost, that you'll be a servant leader, wherever you are. You'll consider others as more important than yourself. Jesus said, whoever would be first of all must be servant of all. And I must tell you, and you've seen it here at Columbia International University, the selflessness and the service of the leadership of this institution for generations 
has changed lives around this country and around the world. So be leaders who serve. Secondly, in these what uh, Dr. Smith rightly called tumultuous times, prepare your minds for action. You begin your lives and your careers at a time of many challenges, especially for people of faith. War has broken out in Eastern Europe with the heartless Russian invasion of Ukraine. My wife Karen and I recently traveled with Samaritan's Purse into Poland and then across the border into Ukraine to see the extraordinary efforts that are being made to combat the evil that is continuing to claim lives and destroy cities across that free country. Here at home, our economy is struggling. Inflation's at a 40-year high. Gasoline prices are through the roof. You know, one of the advantages of no longer being vice president is I get to drive my own car. <laughs> one of the disadvantages, I get to pay for my own gas. We have a crisis on our border. We have crime in many of our major cities. But for people who share our worldview, it's also a challenging time. Because we live in a time when Christian values and patriotism daily face cancel culture. And awoke America from our classrooms to our boardrooms to the public square but let me assure all of you, the antidote to woke America is freedom. The antidote to cancel culture is freedom. So decide here and now that you will live as free men and women and defend the freedoms that generations of Americans have fought to defend. Decide now that you will stand without apology for all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Bill of Rights and in our founding documents. President Ronald Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children and the bloodstream is to be fought for, protected, and handed down. And you must do the same in this generation. Yours must be a generation that cherishes our heritage You must help train up younger Americans to understand what made this country special and unique. Help them understand that the foundation of America is freedom. But the foundation of freedom is faith. Now, many of you will serve our nation in various capacities, at home and abroad. Some of you will wear the uniform. Some of you will serve in public life. You will all take the same oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And to prepare yourself for that, I encourage you, as much as you've immersed yourself in your faith in this great place, immerse yourself in the founding documents of this nation and your heritage of freedom. Be men and women, as the psalmist wrote, who will keep your oath even when it hurts. For such leaders, America demands.
And know that you'll be tested. You know, there's a common misperception among your generation that adversity creates character. I mean, the way some of you put it is, uh, you know, whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Well, I think whatever doesn't kill you just didn't kill you. <laughs> adversity doesn't create character. Adversity reveals character. Men and women, when the challenges come, and they surely will, you will be in that moment the person you have been preparing to be in every quiet moment before that. So rededicate yourself. As you begin this journey of leadership to build on the foundation that's been poured at this great university. As the Bible said, continue to grow in wisdom and in stature, in grace before God and grace before man. That's the wellspring of courage. C.S. Lewis said, courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point. And now more than ever, we need believers to be leaders of courage. The key to that is to continue to go back to the wellspring from which courage arises. Stay in the Word and pray. America's counting on you to be the leaders this country needs. We need young men and women of integrity to take up the mantle of leadership in every area of life. We need men and women who have faith. So put into practice what you've learned here every day. When you leave this university, don't leave behind the habits and disciplines that have strengthened you to this moment. Redouble your commitment to them. Prayer has always uh, been an elusive discipline for me. For a good part of my Christian life, I, I tended to pray like, uh, like athletes, kind of take a quick knee, thanks, I'm up. But you know, we're to pray without ceasing, the Bible says. We're told that prayer reaches heaven, his holy dwelling place. That the effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that in every form of prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we're to present our request to God. With the promise, come what may, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When I was your vice president, I was on shaking hands on rope lines. I'd meet young people and I'd tell them what I tell them my motto was, study hard, pray harder. The sky's the limit. I encourage you to do the same. And be inspired by the example of Emily Dick. I was, as I prepared to join you today. 
A former student of Moody Bible Institute, Emily Dick, was motivated by the plight of families living in textile mill villages around Columbia. And as history records, beginning in 1913, she and her friends organized Bible studies, sewing and cooking classes, programs for children in the area. Through her hard work and her love for God, her love for the needy in the community, she made a difference. Soon the seeds she planted by her and her friends took root and grew faster than any of them imagined. They served more than a dozen mill houses throughout the region. They quickly realized they'd need more and better trained workers to fulfill their mission. And that's where this idea came up. 99 years ago, they started praying for a Bible school to be built here in Columbia, a school that would equip workers to carry the gospel across South Carolina, across America, and around the world. She prayed for the school every day long before any of us were even a thought. And Columbia International University stands today. About to begin its 100th year, founded as you should begin your journey on a foundation of prayer. Never forget it. So to Columbia International University class of 2022, I say on behalf of all those who have gone before and all of us looking on, now it's your turn. Be servant leaders. Prepare your minds for action. Live as free men and women and have faith. If you do these things in increasing measure, my only advice to you from all the blessings that we've had in our lives is keep your arms and legs in the ride at all times. <laughs> you'll never imagine the places he'll take you. If you'll step out on faith, live lives of integrity. You never know where you'll go when you place your trust in the one who always goes before you. So congratulations to the class of 2022. Go change the world. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.